This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome back to another edition of Author You, your guide to book publishing. And with me is a new voice, a new face, a new friendly face, but maybe I should say voice um, today, but a superb designer. Annie Harmon is the brains, the visionary behind Harmony Design, and she's both an innovative designer as well as a very accomplished businesswoman. She brings a wealth of experience in graphic design, but she also provides invaluable creative counsel to help businesses, and by the way, all authors are businesses, to improve their branding, their image, and customer engagement through very contemporary and sophisticated solutions. She is one of the things that she had was she did several work on several publications before becoming the first ever, listen to this, first ever creative manager for the Denver Broncos. By the way, being in Colorado, that's really big here. (laughs) So while with the Broncos, she explained the role of her office to include all Broncos, expanded the role of her office to include all Bronco publications, from cheerleader merchandise to season tickets to the Denver Outlaws across uh, collateral and management of the team photography. Annie's won numerous awards for her graphic design, her youth marketing, her book cover designs, her tickets and suite sales brochures, direct mail pieces, uh, and marketing sales shows he's also been recognized by the Denver Business Journal as one of the top, Denver's top web developers and designers. So I'm tickled pink uh, to have her with us today because this is not just to be a typical design uh, chit-chat that we do. This really digs into the expansion of what you can do really with your marketing materials and even thinking not outside of the box because you know what? If you got to think outside of the box, it means you got to change the bloody box. So with that, Annie Harmon, welcome to Author You. Awesome. Thanks, Judith. I appreciate it. All right. So where do, why don't we start with branding? Because I think it all, whatever you do when it comes to design, whether it's website, and I'd love to have you talk a little bit about website, Annie, whether it comes mm-hmm. to uh, the, the website, whether it comes to what your business card, what a bookmark looks like, what your your book cover looks like, that it, wherever you are, branding's in play. Is that right? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So where do we start? Where do we start? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think just talking about branding as a whole is a really great place to start. Um, when an author is, you know, getting started, be it with their first book, with their 10th book, with their 100th book, whatever it may be, um, the most important thing that I like to make sure that authors understand is that they are essentially creating a brand for themselves. And what a brand is, is 
defined in many, many different ways, but I thought it was, you know, important to kind of first start with understanding, you know, what's included in your brand. Um, so a brand is really how you create a distinctive design or way of promoting yourself or your book or your company um, in a unique way and ultimately like how you're going to distinguish yourself from others. So, um, so a brand there's, you know, there's multiple aspects that go within that word. Um, but really what you're doing is you're creating a personality and a voice for yourself. So your voice is going to come out in your writing, but it's also going to then come out in your marketing. And you're really wanting somebody to understand who you are so that when they are starting to, you know, either be introduced to, you know, your book covers or if they um, see an interview or an article that you've published, they would start to get a feel of understanding your essence, what your style is, what your values are, the, you know, the, the visual design and, you know, the colors and uh, fonts that you use, the more that you start establish, establishing your whole, your whole world of that brand, the more someone just starts to understand who you are and how you make them feel. Um, and so why that's so important at the very, very get-go is, you know, you want to look like you understand and have a process involved as opposed to just kind of spouting things out and hoping people understand who you are as a writer and, you know, as an author. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I should tell all of you that Annie did my fabulous one sheet uh, designed it where we just started in the process and then she took over um, and working back and forth with her. If you want to see an example, first of all, let me give you her website so you can see what who Annie is. It's Harmony D, like the letter D, um, that uh, dot com. So then you can have that um, and do that. But if you want to see like what my one sheet looks like, just go to uh, thebookshepherd.com and e- click on either the speaker tab or the media tab, and you can download it. You can see the whole thing. You get the PDF, and you can see, you'll find out my color is purple. <laughs> and Annie used it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's we great did. color. <laughs> yeah, it, but it was great fun and the creativity that, that she put together in bringing that about. And it truly does, it becomes a collaborative effort, but you've got to have someone that, that, um, knows you, knows something about you, and they, they can take it from there and then run with it. Um, so anyway, I, it's a home, I think, home run. Yeah, I think that's a great point when you said that someone knows you. And I think that's the key is that, you know, I, I think why that piece was such a success is we develop the piece that speaks to who you are and who you want to present yourself to be in your brand. And um, that's so key is just having that personality come through um, so people can really understand and relate to who you are. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just adding to the piece, I, I 
supplied Annie with far more information than was ever used on this piece. And I think one of the things that you need to be aware of with your author one sheet um, and your uh, or a speaker one sheet or uh, you know a book one sheet, whatever you're doing here, mine was a combination of a speaker and a consulting one sheet. But whatever you're doing here is that sometimes it's the big bold that's going to count the best. And having uh, paragraph after paragraph after paragraph boring people, um, you need. It, this is where you need snap, crackle, and pop. But that's just my two bits, Annie. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's an interesting conversation to have with an author. But when I've, um, as my design has evolved over the years, I usually cater towards the lazy reader, which I'd say is very opposite from what an author would do with putting a lot of words in front of somebody. Um, but a lot of times for some of these marketing pieces, you have to get your message across as quickly as possible because that patience for somebody reading through it um, isn't very high at the beginning until they really know and understand, you know, your message and they are engaged in wanting to read it. So um, there's a little irony there with catering towards a lady, lazy re- reader, but trying to then promote people to read your stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a little, it's a nice little juxtaposition there. Mm-hmm. So that's really what you, I mean, I think this, the thing that, that will pop out and I actually, my one sheet, when I'm at a conference or I have it out, this is where I'm going to be carrying it with me, um, really stands at as a big, bold, brassy almost business card, mm-hmm. you know, heavy stock, people take it away. All the information is there. You know, they won't forget it. <laughs> I'm just going to say that it's, it, you won't forget it. So, all right. So it's the essence. So it's really, you know, we're talking about your brand is your core. That's what I'm hearing Annie say. Your brand is the core that comes out. All right. So let's take it the next step. So let's say we're moving along. We have just a couple of minutes. We're going to take our first break. But let's start this process. So what should authors be thinking about when they build this brand? Yeah, it's. It's such a really great question, and I think stepping back and thinking about that first first thing, first step is going to be your most important point, no matter where you're at in your author journey. And ultimately, it's understanding who your target audience is. And so um, whether you're starting, you know, from beginning or middle, if you're trying to appease or appeal to all people out there, no matter what their age, interest, um, where they're from, you will get nowhere quickly. And so the most important starting place um, is to really understand who your person is, who your target audience is, what they, what their interests are, uh, what their personality, their attitudes, their values, um, what their kind of their location and interests. Because really, as a, as a marketer, you then target them as closely to the middle of what they're going to be interested in. And so understanding your brand is understanding who those people are that you're reaching in your brand. And then I'd say it's just as important with, you know, your book and your voice as well is really, you know, catering towards, you know, who you want to be interested in your brand. 
Okay, so let's hold that thought. So why we, we're going to take a quick break with Annie Harmon, who is the creator and the CEO of HarmonyD.com. And we're really talking about the essence of your success, which is who are you? What are you about? What do you want people to think the first time they see something visually about you? That's called your brand. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out... You will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, with us is Annie Harmon, and we're talking about the essence 
of what you all should be thinking about, if you haven't already, is what's your brand? What do you want to emulate? What do you want people to think about you when they see you? What do you want to project out? And and my question that started that part of the conversation was I asked her, what should authors be really thinking about um, uh, when they create a brand and they claim it and they want to live with it? Because I think, Annie, one of the things is they don't realize this is going to be glued to their hip for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean – the, there's a couple different ways that you can approach it. You can think about it from the beginning and, you know, really do the homework and understand what your, you know, your recognizable look or feel or voice is going to, you know, look like. But, you know, that's why a lot of companies end up rebranding because they haven't given it thought or the way that their message is being portrayed isn't, isn't true to, you know, who they are. And so understanding that, you know, every piece of this uh, presentation, um, be it the book itself, your marketing materials, your website, anything you do on social media, um, all, all is part of this core message of who you are and who you're trying to, um, to speak to. And, and, and ultimately what the brand is, is really how you're differentiating yourself from others and how you're going to appeal to others and why. Mm-hmm. And so that's the question you need to ask yourself. So who do you, oh, we're back to the magic word I always say, who is your audience? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who yep. is your audience? Who do you want to bring into your your hemisphere? Um, so maybe that has got to go at, at, at the top. Do you have a set of questions you ask clients, Annie, when you first sit down with them? A standard yeah. set? Yep. So um, on my website, I do have a logo questionnaire, which is, you know, it's specific to a logo, but I really think that it, it tackles a lot of those sorts of questions. But mm-hmm. really, it, it breaks down who your who your target market is, what the overall message is you're wanting to convey, um, looking at your competitors and how to differentiate yourself, and also looking at your own personal appeal to brands. So, you know, you may be really interested in if there's a, a speaker or an author or um, any type of, you know, professional that really speaks to you, really understanding what part of that speaks to you. And as a designer, I like looking at what what my clients are interested in because there's something about their brand, be it visually, be it part of their their values, their message, but there's something that they connect to. And that connection is what's making that brand successful. And so in order for, you know, somebody to really capture what their connection to potential readers um, customers, what you know, whatever you're trying to uh, promote is is understanding, you know, who you are and how you can appeal to others as well. Mm-hmm. So it's who you are. It's, oh, it's back to not only who is your target, but who are you? So we have a yep. we have a double who. Very, yep. imp- yeah, very, very important. So it's so. Let's say okay. I, I've got it together. I know who my market is. I know what some of my key elements are. Um, and I certainly know what, you know, I've done my homework 
to look at what the competitors are and what's my unique difference. And I think that's really important. Annie, do you have any tips on how to go about exploring that to, to know, pull up um, those differentiations? You know, it's a, it's a good question. And, you know, I like to kind of follow, I have like seven kind of like words that I come back to when it comes to, you know, thinking about how can I make myself look unique, differentiate. And some of this is tied into the visual representation, but, you know, the words that I kind of come back to are, you know, simple, memorable, timeless, versatile, appropriate, scalable, and unique. And each one of those, I mean, you could just go on, you know, and and have a conversation about each of those individually. But when you're trying to differentiate yourself, if you think about, um, you know, the the brands or the, the marketing that really appeals to you, a lot of times those words are going to be, you know, very relevant. And you're going to find that usually those are, you know, you can say, yep, it's pretty simple. Yep, it's pretty mem- memorable. Um, so, you know, granted, you're looking within and trying to figure out who you are and who you want your personality to be within that brand. Um, but I think the t- more true you are to yourself, um, I have a feeling that that's going to differentiate yourself more than trying to create somebody that you're not. So I think really it's, I mean, it's kind of being very introspective on who you are and, you know, how to, how to present that, um, with it, within your brand, how to present, you know, your topics within your, you know, writing, um, but I really think that what differentiates you is who you are as a person, because um, all of us are so unique, and nobody's nobody's the exact same. So um, trying would, to copy <laughs> copy doesn't always work if that's not who you are. Even identical twins have uniqueness. Um, exactly. You have that, but it's always interesting when I I ask that question with authors who come in, Annie, and that it's like. All of a sudden, I have another leadership book, and I'm thinking, oh, gag me, another leadership book. And I ask, so what's unique about what you do? What's unique about your positioning? What's unique about your outcomes? What methodologies makes you stand out from your competitors? Very similar to some of the things that you're asking mm-hmm. <laughs> on this. And it, yeah. amaz- it, it amazes me how so many stumble. How so many really stumble. And I'm going, why? Why are we stumbling on that? You really should know that. Um, well, if on, if you look at your, your leading, be it your leading speakers, authors, I mean, what is, I would say the number one thing that I always get from them is their confidence in who they are. And so I think their brand really promotes that because that confidence and understanding who you are, a lot easier said than done. <laughs> but um, I really think that it's when you have figured out what differentiates you from the world and you are proud of it and you can speak to it, that confidence is just this, it's kind of the cherry on top of your brand. I mean, because you're really <laughs> then, <laughs> you're really, you know, using that as, here is how I'm different, or here is what makes you know makes me unique. Uh huh. And and I think that you know one of my unique 
character as I am blunt. So when people yes. ask, when, <laughs> you know me. When, I know, when, I love it too. <laughs> when, when people ask me my opinion, I give it. And, yeah. and so when they're in shell shock, because sometimes they are in shell shock, um, that, that I, I have to respond back. I, I saw, I misunderstood. I thought you asked me my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Because, you know, years ago when people would, I was so thrilled with people to do books and all that. And I say, oh, this is so great that you've done your book and all that. And some of these books, as you know, especially from the self-published arena, look pretty awful. And, and I never would say they look awful. Uh, back then, I say it now. I, 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 nothing holds me back saying you need to pull this off the market and get a new cover design. You need to well, pull it I off. Yeah, that's why you're such a successful coach. I mean, people need to hear honesty in order to, you know, get the greatness. So um, I applaud you for having the confidence to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a shock to some of them. But I mean, I think you do have to do that um, on that. You know, I'm I'm you know, I'm blunt. I'll be bold. I'll I'll come up with ideas um, in, in the coaching that I certainly do. I've never said I want them to go out and figure out themselves. I figure people come to me because I've already done the shortcuts. I know they're coming for answers. And so I, it, you know, that's my side of it. That's part of that's part of my branding. I'm blunt. Maybe I should get that in my uh, next time we do our one sheet. Maybe we get that blunt in there, Annie. <laughs> Well, I think you're onto something. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm writing. I'm writing note to self uh, as I do this. So it's, it's again going back to the who and who. Who's your target market? Who are you going at that? I love what she said that when you get this together, the the confidence will start rolling off. It'll it'll come off in your vocabulary. It'll come out with how you verbally present yourself. Uh, if you're doing a speech, it'll come off in the writing that you do. Um, and it will come off when you go about selling your book, which is essential. You've got to have confidence. Don't you, Annie, I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but I see a lot of authors come out the gate with what I call the school teacher mentality thinking, surely they will know what a great job I do. Surely they know. I care about your children. Surely they know I do all these extra hours. No, they don't unless you tell them. So I I think the the brand is the big tell. Your brand is your tell. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, even coming, you know, the parts of the brand that we started, started this conversation with, I mean, it's a lot of the dirty work to get to the understanding of what this brand is going to have the essence of, um, and and then from there, there's so many other parts of the brand that that's where I usually just have a, a blast because that's when you can use visual elements and visual design to express those parts of it. So oh. that's really where design is, you know, the part of the brand is it's the expression of a lot of that um, essence and and then making that design appeal to others. So, you know, the brand is, is multifaceted and, and that's definitely, you need that core in order to then move to what I consider the fun stuff. <laughs> All right. We're going to be right back and we're going to get into that essence of the design. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at TogiNet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcast cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at T-O-G-I-N-E-T-R-A-D-I-O dot com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Ah, the heart, the heart of creating an awesome brand will go along with the design. With us is the amazing Annie Harmon. Annie is the creator and the brains behind MovesHarmonyD.com going forward. And I'm going to encourage you to go to the HarmonyD.com website and take a peek. Um, and Annie will tell us where to find. She's got a logo questionnaire. And what she revealed in the last segment is actually a lot of the questions that she asks and uses um, are uh, for creating, starting that branding, are created in the logo. So I would encourage you to go down and download it. Um, what we were going through is, and Annie opened up just as we kissed the tunes as we came to that break, was that the design is where she says she has a blast and where all the elements come together. So let's jump into that. What happens, Annie? Do you, what do you surround yourself with when you're starting to design? Do you have, do you have certain widgets and gadgets and duties? Do you have certain drinks that you're enjoying? Um, what's going on? Well, it'd be awesome if I could just ride a unicorn around and just, you know, be eating oh. chocolate. But <laughs> Oh, unicorns. <No. laughs> unicorns and chocolate. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I think um, everybody has, you know, something that completely lights them up and just 
you know, it feels like their fun time. And for me, it's pulling out the energy, the essence, the picture in somebody's mind and making it a reality, um, see it through a logo, book cover, marketing materials. But ultimately, I mean, I find that to be such a fun challenge. Um, and, you know, some people find that, um, you know, design is a stressful part of their process. And I really like to at least try and have fun with it and make it simple on their end and, and put all of those pieces of somebody's, you know, brand and who they're wanting to market it to into one uh, really consistent, solid, recognizable, um, you know, look and feel or style. But yeah, there's no, there's no real, you know, unicorns or, you know, me surrounding myself with confetti when I'm, you know, coming up with those ideas. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, you know, everyone, I have, I always have like a tall glass of peached iced tea sometimes when I'm really getting into it. And, you know, for me, you know, when I'm going, or like when I'm doing some really editing, I just need to escape. I might put opera on in the background. I have no idea what's being said. None. But there's something about that music tempo that develops a passion, and I get into the mood. You know, I'm flowing with it. It's kind of crazy, but what can I say? I like it. No, I like it. For me, I mean, it's actually pure silence and no distractions. So for me, it's ah. letting, letting my internal brain just be able Take to over. get it out. Because usually that actually takes a lot of brain power to get that creativity out. So. Oh no, I agree with that. There, there is, and, and I think that for a lot of people, um, they don't understand, they, they don't understand how much time goes in. I think sometimes they think, oh, this can be whipped up in blah, 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 you know, 20 minutes. Oh no, there's hours and hours of work that goes behind a lot of this that they, they don't appreciate that. Okay. So you've got your chocolate and your unicorns out. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> riding to the sunset and, exactly. and, your, and, and your and your two daughters are chasing after you saying mommy i want to get on too and oh, they're, the they're already like on the tail climbing up i mean they've already caught up <laughs> uh yes okay so in that um how many times have you hit a home run right off the bat just just curious or, or, uh, and then the next step is, so how many stages of this is there? Sure, that's a really great question. So I would say, I mean, definitely in the 90s percent is usually kind of my my home run stage, um, mostly because I don't want to get started until I really make sure I understand what what's going to make it a home run. Um, so I don't just jump in and be like, okay, let's just hope this works. Um, I mm-hmm. want to have as much of that upfront work, um, to be, you know, a home run. Um, what was the other part of that question after that one? 
And, and well, you're saying ninety percent. So you're saying in the, yeah. the, the the final tweaking. So I'm going to come back to when you were working on my one sheet that I had given Annie some pictures, and one of the pictures was me just leaning against one of our file cabinets, and it had a whole bunch of um, we. I hope you all do this. We frame our book covers um, and have them up. You know, it's, it's it's kind of you could call it your I love you frame uh, wall. Um, <laughs> and, and and so I had it up there. Annie stripped the ball off. But here's what she did. She put my arm was up and all of a sudden my arm, which was now on the um, was on the bookshelf, is now got all these. What she had was blank spines of a whole bunch of books. Blank. I loved, I mean, I went crazy with that idea. And Annie was thinking that, you know, Judith, you've written, I think at the time, 31 books or something. When we did it, 33, I, don't, I have no idea. But she was thinking of putting all my books and all the spines were the same height. And I just said, no, this is really marketing. So I'm kind of a marketing nut that what I should be doing is displaying my client's spines. Not mine. My not mine were irrelevant. It was my client's spine, so I could show a variety of books, whether they're fiction, nonfiction, kiddos, scientific, you know, sci-fi, fill in the blank. And um, so we did that, and and Annie jumped on that. But now that we have all these different sizes, so I reached out to all the different book designers I'd worked with, and I said, would you send me the spine of this book cover, that, you know, this, 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 and this. So then she had a whole array, different colors, different styles, different sizes, uh, to show, and Annie, that has been so effective, so effective. So I can't fun. tell you what a home run that was. That's awesome. Yeah, when you did that. And I've had clients now, you know, because their books are not there, so maybe we're going to have to put some cur- more current, you know, current books in when we do this again. But there's, you know, some that say, you know, oh, there's my book. You know, they love that. It's so much fun. It is fun. Yeah. I, I'm so happy with how it turned out as well. And that was a fun collaboration for sure. Yeah, it was. Okay. I want to talk about marketing, you know, in our, in this segment and our last segment, because marketing, I've always said that 10% of creating a book is writing the book. I know most authors don't feel that at all during the process, but it is. It's what you do with it hours. That's why branding is part of it. And I, I always hate it, Annie, when they wait till the last minute to start thinking about website, da 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 da, da. When I'm trying to push them, you got to be thinking of this because they're all coming out together. We're, we're going all together with, on this party. Um, yep. and I mean, you don't, you don't get on a, a, a merry-go-round having three quarters of the, the horses and the lions and the tigers and the bears missing. You want them all there. So. I, I've yep. never used that analogy before, but by God, that's right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got me thinking of kids and unicorns. So, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, and unicorns, unicorns are on merry-go-rounds. Um, I, I think it's important to realize this, that, that, that marketing starts, when do you start thinking, when do you think about marketing? The day you start writing your book. Okay. So you didn't do that one for most of you. So that, that, that would be today. So Annie, let's talk about marketing. We've got, let's say we got our brand. So how, what do we do next? What kind of other marketing elements come into play? And I want you to put your designing cap on. What are some of the, the, the most creative 
the, the cleverest that you've done you can think about? Sure. So, I mean, the book itself is, I would say, a marketing tool in that you're looking at the cover, the spine, the, you know, if you have flaps, and then, you know, the design of the book itself. And um, like you had mentioned, you know, some people use different size books and, you know, all of that kind of goes into the essence of what, when somebody picks up that book, you know, how do you want them to feel? Do you want them to be like intrigued? Do you want them to be um, concerned? You know, any part of that. But, you know, within that, you know, if you're a self-publisher, a lot of times you're going to then have your own publishing company, which may entail a logo. Um, and then really deciding, you know, from there, who's promoting this book? Is it you as a person that are, that's promoting it? Or is it your self-publishing company that's promoting it? I mean, having, uh, you know, conversation with you, Judith, about that, I mean, you may have um, some advice on how the, how somebody would go about it. Uh, but the brand um, around there, that's when the, the fun stuff cart starts coming in because uh, whether it's flyers or brochures or business cards, um, you know, a, if you have a book signing or a release party, anything that you're going to promote on social media, having um, a style of colors and fonts and images um, and then, you know, bringing them back to the website where a lot of the website is going to be the foundation for where all of that information, you know, will be available. Um, as you add on to that, that marketing should look like it's coming out of the same bucket. So you don't want to feel like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's coming from a million different places. You want consistency. And I like to, you know, throw in there the, the high quality and, you know, using kind of those high quality ingredients uh, that you're putting into all of those efforts. Um, but really what it comes down to is consistency and um, relatability and, and recogn recognition so that somebody can see one of those pieces. And if they saw another, they would know they went together. Well, um, and that's that's where colors do count. And they do come yep. in, and the fonts do count, and they come in, and st people start recognizing them and having a little fun. All right, we're going to take our final break here with Annie Harmon, and we're going to continue with marketing. Annie, I would love it when you come back, talk about some of the different things that you've seen that have really worked as add-ons uh, to, to the marketing element. So the book's in hand. We've got that. Let's say we've got our logo. Uh, we've got our branding element, our websites in play, but okay. So what other goodies, um, and div, dip into your will of things that you've done or you've observed. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create strategize, develop, 
publish and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Sometimes I hate to have shows end when I'm having a really fun time. So I've had a really great time. So we have 12 minutes to get through some. I, I want you to have some fun. I think that marketing should be fun. I know a lot of you think, oh, my God, I'd rather have all crowns put on every tooth. No, you won't. Um, marketing, you can see results uh, which is always cool. doesn't mean every marketing thing is going to be a home run. But once you figure out what kind of marketing works and you stay in that train, um, it'll make a difference on that. And, I, Annie, I bet you you've seen some that have got, been train wrecks. Oh, yeah. And it's it's hard to watch. <laughs> it is Definitely hard to watch. Hard to watch. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's hard to be the participant in it, let me tell you. So, oh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> So if, when you think of authors and books, which is what we're all about, is that what are the consistent things that work? And how about some sidelines? What are some oddballs that have come in that you've seen uh, that would incorporate uh, design or elements that you've already got in play? Yeah. So, I mean, once you really have, you know, your finished book and you're ready to, like, get it out there, um, you know, each each book, you know, may have some sort of theme that would, you know, translate well into some sort of marketing piece. And so, I mean, some of the initial, like, no-brainers that I would always recommend, be it for an author, business, speaker, um, is to have some sort of pole slide, um, which is like a really large kind of a 8-foot or 10-foot um, banner that you can travel with. But that anywhere that you're going to be, that you have somewhere to take a picture next to um, so somebody could post it on social media. Um, or, you know, that somebody can just kind of take a quick peek without having to make a close approach. Um, but I, those are always, they, they work so well, and I think they translate really nicely for living beyond just that moment. Um, so I always, you know, recommend those. Um, especially if you're going to be out about or, or doing any kind of in-person promotion. Um, but then, you know, kind of related to your topic itself, I mean, to really have fun with it. So um, I had a, um, a client who, um, you know, this isn't book-related, but they really wanted to show how somebody could save money um, with their specific product. 
And so we made a really small little briefcase that looked like there was money wrapped in in it. And it had nothing to do with the product except, but what it did is it had fun in a way that grabbed somebody's attention to look inside and at least understand what, what this was all about. And sometimes, you know, part of your promotion doesn't need to just say, here's my book, look at it. Um, but to step back, again, you're looking at your target audience and you're saying, what if, if I am, you know, Jane Doe and she's my target customer, what do you think would just knock her off her socks? Uh, maybe it's a pair of socks. <laughs> you know, maybe you can brand a pair of socks because, you know, that somehow relates to, you know, your message in a funny way. But ultimately, it's thinking about that customer and something that would really catch them in a fun way, in a different way, or something that's not as obvious as a sell. Um, because you don't always have to sell with marketing. Um, like you mentioned, a lot of it is having fun with it and stepping back um, so that you're attracting the people and the audience that are going to, you know, be the best fit for what you're trying to, to promote. So what kind of, um, besides attracting them, what, what, goodies might you think about besides the standard bookmark? Sure. So um, I like to think, you know, whenever I'm actually doing personal um, for my business, um, I like to think about what people will use. So, you know, for bookmarks, they are usable. um, But then I also think of what's going to remain in somebody's presence um, for a long period of time. And, um, you know, considering that we're in the pandemic situation right now, um, I saw this, what's called a cootie hook. And it's like this little metal hook that you can open doors with. You can use like keypads and, you know, depending on what your budget is for marketing. But if you think of something that would then relate to, you know, let's say your book is all about health and well-being or it's all about um, being with people. If there's a way to incorporate something like that where you're like, don't let, you know, this stop you from getting to where you want to be. Um, you know, it really depends on budget, but you can have fun if you step outside of like that it's specifically used for a book and maybe, you know, there's a little bit of humor or fun that you can you know, step outside of a little bit. Well, I love it. You were fun. Here's an idea. Everyone's got face mask right now. How about a portion mm-hmm. of your book cover on it? And, and Which, read totally. a great book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a, um, a way to think about what's relevant for people right now. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you, you then promote on social media and you're wearing it. Well, there's some humor there. There's some fun. And, you know, hopefully that creates some engagement that you wouldn't have had if you're just in a picture holding your own book. Um, so. Exactly. And, and, like and you're walking around. Yeah. Don't read my book. I do. Okay. So why don't you design that for me? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> read, read your book. <laughs> read my book underneath it. 
Um, or even, you, you know, I don't, I wouldn't put your name, but just read my book, put the title, maybe a glimpse of the, of the cover. I mean, what the heck? Have a little fun. You're going to, these are going to be around for a while, I think. Um, I, I think yeah. that these are going to be around. And, and I know for one that I will not get on a plane. Um, I have some flights in November. I will not get on a plane without wearing a face mask, having face masks with me. Forward. Well, I'm going to mock one up for you, Judith. So. Oh, my God. Is this fun or what? People? Okay, so give me, what else can we play with right now? Exactly. Some other other creative things that people can do. I mean, I was at one event. I thought it was her book was on peace. And she had someone who was one of these origami folks who can make these things. And she had little doves. Everybody who was there, 200 people had little doves, little dove pins um, on their shoulders. I mean, it was very cool. You know, and everyone. Go ahead, go ahead. It's, it's unique. It's memorable. It's simple. Um, yet it's relating to what, you know, people are intrigued to understand. Where'd you get that dove or help me understand the dove? And uh, I think that's a great idea. Uh, yeah, well, so, you know, you have, what, what can you do? Um, and there are people out there, you know, that it's for those kind of things. And then, you, of course, you could use your colors and that, but you can have something made that everyone gets. And I don't know, I think you've all found the little, the shiny rocks and stuff that keep in your pocket to remind you or whatever, just if you get nervous or confidence, you know, you rub them or I've got some of those rocks sitting around. I think they're kind of cool. Um, maybe there's something you could tie in with you that people have that you can give away. They take away with you and they always remind you, you know, Annie, you know what I, we need to do is design a new Emery board. And, and I would have people with my Emery boards uh, come up they're good, good, strong. They're actually, they're a little costly, but I had them at all the conferences. And I remember your mom asked, she says, can I take like five of these? You know, people, they, <laughs> Yes, Lynn, you can. Uh, (laughs) But, but there's, you know, you have your, your name on it. You have your contact. You might have a couple of your book covers. I mean, I'm thinking maybe I'll have a whole bunch of my book covers on one side. Just Mm -hmm. that people constantly have because, and, and you're, I'm not talking about those little cheapy ones that are like, oh, maybe four inches. I'm talking about these are like six inches and they're double sided. Yeah, they're thicker, um, and they last, you know, and they last, and people keep them. And um, um, it's it, it's it's if you have an audience likes women, it, that's a home run, everybody. That kind of a gadget thing. So, I'm going to throw it back to Annie. What else she can play with <laughs> on that? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the the key to all of this is when you know when you know who you're targeting then really to even have a conversation with some of them and just ask them like, Hey, would you, would you actually like this? Um, and to not just, you know, throw things out there that are just like, Oh, I think I'm going to, you know, just put my name on this uh, coffee mug and call it good. I mean, to actually know that somebody that, that would be, you know, interested in your brand and your book would use that. Um, that's when I think it's an effective tool. Um, and so, you know, just think about, you know, lifespan. So if you create like an edible piece of chocolate, I mean, somebody's eaten it and it's gone. Um, so that, you know, with the emery boards or, you know, with the doves, 
when they can reuse it, when they can reference it again, and it doesn't just have that one-time impact, you're going to get a much bigger return on your investment there for your marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely to think about longevity and, and make sure that it's not just kind of like a one-time fun thing. Um, but even, you know, stickers, um, a, a lot of, depending on what, you know, group that you're looking for, but in, you know, at least some of the children's books or children's mm-hmm. markets or youth, I mean, people are putting stickers on water bottles, on laptops, on all sorts of things. The other thing that is really, really cool, uh, you can make custom enamel pins and, um, you know, I just think that, like, if you really had an amazing tagline, if you had, like, some sort of character that you could then translate to that kind of um, medium, I think that'd be so cool mm-hmm. because people mm-hmm. can keep it, you know, they can they can see it again. Um, so you can really mm-hmm. have fun with the, the insides of what your book is about or, you know, the characters uh, within there as well. Well, you know what? You I, actually, we have a minute left here. But here's an idea that I just pulled when you said sticker. Kids love stickers. Oh my god, they put stickers everywhere. But what about oh. making one of your characters a sticker? A couple of these characters a sticker that they could you could literally give them besides a bookmark, but they could put out and it would have the name of the book or something like that that tell them that you know put it on your favorite item whether it's a you know a lunchbox whether it's your box of of treasures whatever it is, and it all comes out. I think that that's very cool to do that kind of yeah, thing. And, and very inexpensive stickers are not and, a. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking sheets of them. All right. We've got to wrap up. Annie, (laughs) I would love to do another show on gizmos and gadgets to support all these kind of things. We start with stickers and things that you could do and elements that you could start playing with. Are you game to do that and forward? That That sounds awesome. All right. We'll do it. All right, everyone. Happy writing, happy publishing, stay safe, stay well. Um, we've got given you a few ideas, but it's our goal is for your success as an author and as a book marketer. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Each week.